Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is April 4th. If you're looking for uh, tax countdown times, you've got uh, basically two weeks due on the 18th. So you got two weeks to get your taxes in. And uh, hey, today we'll talk about investments. We'll talk about the markets, what's happening there. But remember, before we do that, before Dave joins us here in just a minute, Let's remember there's only one thing that any of us can control when it comes to our finances, and that's how much risk we have in our current portfolio. If you don't know how much risk you have, that could be a detriment, especially the closer you get to retirement. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design so we can help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. That number is 863 Zero zero three seven. We got Dave coming up next. Seven light in. Hey there, black eyed bees going solo. It's eight thirty nine twenty one here before nine. It is time. Check in and see what's going on with your money. How's Wall Street trading your four hundred one and K and IRA this morning? Well, we had some green ink to start April out. Let's see if we can keep it going. Check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the phone. Philip, did I riff long enough to be able to give you a chance to catch your breath? I was kind of at the end of the record when I put you on hold there. Hey, I'm doing well. Yes, sir. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, you know, it was a lot of activity downtown. Looked nice, and uh, other than that big storm blowing through on Saturday. Yeah, except for that windstorm with a little bit of rain, we didn't get the amount that we expected. So by all accounts, SodaFest was a pretty doggone good success, and I was really glad to see that. I personally was out of town for most of the weekend visiting relatives over in Bradenton, so I've got to tell you, I had a good weekend, too, and I actually ducked the Saturday morning winds or the Saturday evening wind. Uh, It was a nice weekend overall. We need some rain, though, so I hate to cheer for more rain, but there's a possibility of getting some. uh, You know, we complain about cloudy weeks for the chance of rain every day. It's too early in the season to have that, but we're behind schedule in the county, and we could use a few more inches of rain before rainy season starts. Absolutely, and just like we could use some up markets, right? We could use a little bit of good news when it comes to the economy, and and you and I talking before we went on radio, it's going to be a little bit before we get any news because – hey, it's just too early in the quarter um, to start seeing anything trickle in yet. That's true. We started out the month, though, in green ink. Friday closed with a positive Dow up 140 points. S&P was up by 15 and a half, and the NASDAQ was up by 41. That's the kind of gain you can actually sustain, so it's uh, fairly good news on that front. Uh, we start out with very little news on a Monday morning. You came up with a tidbit that was fascinating. Jamie Dimon was uh, on the rubber chicken circuit talking about how much Russia is going to cost his company, and sounds like a run and ton, doesn't it? It is. It's actually his annual letter to his shareholders where um, where he came out and said that the bank could face a potential of a, a billion dollar loss from its exposure to Russian investments. So uh, so not uh, not helping uh, J.P. Morgan's cause at all. They're not getting beat up bad over that, though, down about seven tenths of a percent right now. I think you probably have to take it in the context of how big J.P. Morgan is, but that still surprises me because one of the things that the government was saying over and over and over again when they slapped all the sanctions on on Russia and, and currency transfers between the countries was that our exposure to Russian assets was very low. It would likely have a negligible impact on U.S. companies. Well, there's, there's one that's feeling at least a paper cut or two, aren't they? Are you there? 
Ah, I lost you there for a minute. Hey, now I got you back. I was going to say that what I was saying, the, the government was saying when we put all the financial sanctions on that, uh, you know, it was going to have a negligible effect on American investors because our companies were very low exposure rates to uh, Russian assets. It sounds like J.P. Morgan is feeling at least a paper cut in that process, aren't they? Absolutely. They sure are a big paper cut, uh, you know, a billion dollars. That's no small chump change. So it is uh, that could affect them drastically. It actually could. Other tidbits out this morning that we've got out. Uh, Elon Musk is buying 9.2% of Twitter, and if I understood the article I read correctly, that's going to make him their biggest shareholder, even more than the CEO that's been the voice in the face of Twitter for all these years. That could be interesting. Musk, if nothing else, is one strange dude, whether you like him or dislike him. That's right. And and in the article, it said 9.2% passive stake in Twitter. I've never known Elon to be passive in anything he's done. So it's going to be interesting to see if he stays passive or if he becomes a little bit more active when it comes to Twitter. But obviously, he thinks there's something there. And uh, the stock's liking it. Obviously, that kind of number jumping in there up almost 20% this morning. Well, his uh, his first tweet after making the announcement sent something effective. We defend our freedom of speech in this country, except on social media. What do you think about freedom of speech on Twitter? So I, it kind of goes kind of what you were saying. The words Elon Musk and passive are it's kind of an oxymoron in the same sentence, isn't it? It is. Hey, talking about Elon Musk, the other thing that came out uh, was Tesla. Uh, not any earnings, but they did report their delivery of vehicles for the first quarter was a little over 310,000 vehicles, um, a record for the company, but still below what expectations were from Wall Street. And so uh, they were trading down a little bit. And let's see if I can, they're trading back up a little bit now, about three quarters of a percent. Okay, so everybody evidently internalized and said maybe the expectations were a little higher than reality had it. One of the articles I, I came across was companies like Tesla are the ones that are going to be most worried and probably watching the Fed minutes when they come out on Wednesday because increased interest rates in a uh, capital acquisition mode like these electric vehicle companies are in, they're probably going to be the ones that are going to be hit the most by an interest rate increase. And if the plans from the Fed are to uh, get as aggressive as we're afraid they're going to, on the Wednesday uh, interest rate, on, on the Wednesday minutes from the uh, last Fed meeting, uh, that might very well have an, in- an impact on the, on, you know, on the companies on the NASDAQ exchange. That's Wednesday afternoon at 2. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's going to be, um, I think, critical to see what they have to say and, and how that's going to be portrayed by the markets once they get and digest that information. Uh, in terms of rate hikes and that type of thing that are going to be coming out in that report here shortly. Now, the Fed Minute reports normally are things that the green eye shade people pour over and the rest of us just kind of blow off. But when we're looking at the notion of them doing only a quarter of a percent in last month's meeting, when they were expected to do more, they ran into the buzzsaw of the Ukrainian-Russian war and the upset on the economy on that. We don't know what they're thinking about doing as time goes on. All we saw were the dot plots 
where the impact of the individual Fed governors felt that we ought to be going during the year, but that doesn't give us any idea of how strong the opinions are. So it could be interesting. If there was a major fight as to whether to go to half a percent increase, even in the face of the Ukrainian situation, and uh, that we're getting a sense of a little bit more aggressive stance from the Fed governors on the Open Market Committee, uh, uh, 2 o'clock Wednesday could be a market mover this week. Absolutely could, Dave. It really, you know, the, these minutes will be some of the most important minutes we've seen in a while. And the other thing uh, we did not mention is Starbucks. You know, mm, today yeah. uh, Mr. Schultz becomes the uh, CEO again of, of Starbucks, and he had made announcements they're going to stop their stock buyback program. Um, and so focus more on growing the company again. That's got uh, Starbucks trading down almost 4% this morning, Dave. <laughs> Short-term investors aren't happy with things like that. But, uh, hey, if you're a Starbucks shareholder long-term, having 87,000 more Starbucks stores around the country can't hurt, can it? No, I, I would think not. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, Hey, the other thing that you and I talked about, and, I, and I'll, I'll probably be done after this one, is yep. – uh, you know, inflation in Europe, we've got the German retailers are increasing food prices today 20 to 50 percent. That was the last thing on my agenda to bring up. Yeah, can you imagine the notion of having uh, walking into Walmart and having a sign saying, guess what, we just bumped all our prices in the grocery department up 20 percent. What's going to happen to your morale? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not. I, I just can't imagine. Can you say hyperinflation? Uh, yeah, that, and given the fact that food is one of our primary purchases, at least the PCE number that the Federal Reserve watches, uh, if that happened, that would skyrocket. I'm crossing my fingers. That's one of the things that doesn't cross the pond. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, because our inflation's already enough. Uh, we don't need this kind of hyperinflation. That would be a, a detriment to any economy. Absolutely. It's certainly a consumer-driven economy like ours. The economic front today is going to be kind of busy, but it's not going to get busy until after 10 a.m. We're expecting to get a report on factory orders, durable goods orders, and uh, durable goods orders excluding transportation, and all of them are expected to fall by quite a bit. If they fall worse than we expect, uh, this could be an interesting day, but 45 minutes before the markets open up this morning, at the very least on my delayed quote, Phillips, I'm looking at some uh, some green ink. How do they look so far in your current numbers? It's a mixed bag right now, Dave. We've got the Dow actually down a tenth of a percent. The S&P 500 is, is flat right now, and we got the NASDAQ 100 up a little bit over a tenth of a percent. So uh, small cap's a big winner today on the uh, Russell 2000, up a third of a percent today. Commodities front, uh, we've got uh, silver trading up three quarters of a percent, gold up a half a percent. Man, Dave, crude oil is back up over 100. It's at 102.38. That's up three, a little over 3% from where it closed on Friday. Um, you know, I was liking the below 100 number. Uh, yeah, you and me both, and I particularly don't like the fact that my delayed quote shows it a couple of bucks less than that, so the trend is definitely up, and that's not good news. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was almost universally up at the close at 6 a.m., bouncing off the fact that we appeared to be in a modest amount of green ink. Europe is a mixed bag this morning. The German markets are pretty much dead flat. Everybody else is up just very fractionally above the zero mark halfway through their day. 20% increases in food price. Holy crud, that's got to change some retirement plans as to how much income they need to retire, Philip. 
How do I find you to ensure a retirement I can afford to live on? You there? I think we lost him again. Call Philip Statler and make an appointment to get your retirement straightened out. 382-0037. That's 382-0037. Take a look at your retirement plans and ensure the fact that uh, you will be able to retire, but you need a plan. Philip can help you at 382-0037. That's Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. And don't forget the Statler Financial Radio Show three times a weekend, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, and again 10 a.m. Sunday morning on our sister station, News Talks. 7.30 a.m. and 95.3 FM. We will be back with better phones, we promise, tomorrow with Philip here on Light FM. This is your captain speaking. We're expecting a fair sky. Comcast treating you badly again? Are you there? Hello? Hello?